720 WGN. Up until a week ago, I'd never heard of Dave Troy. And then when a guest we were featuring about the release of his book, Undo Hate, mentioned him and what regard he held. He just he was like, you got to follow this guy. You've got to hear what he says about national service. I think it plays into this issue of us not understanding each other and hating each other based on a difference of opinion. That guy is Dave Troy. He is an investigative journalist, addresses threats to democracy. Uh, he said his background is a technologist and a student of history, and it gives him a unique perspective on current events. And I understand you write a newsletter about this. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, I write a, a column for uh, Washington Spectator, and I also write periodically on Medium and have a podcast also. And so do you know Daniel Stone, or does he randomly follow you and just bring you up in interviews? No, I actually have not been in contact with Mr. Stone, um, but I was delighted to see that he was, you know, talking about my work. I put out a thread on Twitter last week on this topic of national service, and it went viral. And I've been talking about this concept uh, for a number of years now, and I'm, I'm in the process of working on a book that's going to include some ideas around this. Um, so I have kind of a white paper also that I've been circulating on that topic and, and included that in that thread last week. So I think that's what he was referring to. But, but yeah, I was delighted to hear that he was uh, referring to it. Yeah, I think it's important because there there's um, just a lack of civility these days and so much hatred based on the fact that somebody yeah. believes something different than you. But if you could see how they live and who they are, you would find that we have so much in common that maybe you could say, oh, let's have a conversation. I'm not just not going to spew hateful words at you right off the bat. Um, and, and so I think yeah. your your view on national service, tell us what that is and how do you think it would impact the generations coming up? Sure. So the basic idea and the reason that I kind of arrived at this conclusion um, is that I've been studying, you know, information warfare and kind of the, you know, divisive political landscape over the last several years and, and trying to understand how it works. And the bottom line is that, you know, the reason why stuff like information warfare is effective is because it, it clips the social ties that exist between us. It makes us into, you know, more divided uh, little tribal groups that are at each other's throats all the time. And so we stop listening to each other and we become, you know, really more cult-like in our behavior. So if you really want to undo the effects of information warfare, it isn't so much a question of like fact-checking or truth or something like that. It's, It's really more a question of how do we uh, build social ties that restore the, the kinds of social ties that have been lost. And a lot of people have reached this conclusion kind of independently, but what hasn't really been done is, um, you know, popularizing this um, outside of, you know, there's people that have been promoting national service for a variety of reasons uh, for, for decades, but it hasn't really been fully connected back to this disinformation and information warfare topic. And, and seen as kind of a, a possible remedy for our political situation. So really what I'm kind of proposing is a massive expansion of stuff like AmeriCorps, um, you know, getting more people involved in potentially military service, um, you know, things like the CCC and the Works Progress Administration in the past have proved to be a model for this kind of thing. And what people overwhelmingly report when they participate in these kinds of programs is that they build social ties that last a lifetime. And they're often with people that are very different from themselves. And if you think about it, that's really what built the modern era. I mean, the kinds of relationships that were built, you know, during World War II and, 
you know, other military-type situations. These are the people that went on to, to lead America for, you know, 50, 70 years, something like that. So we've kind of lost track of that, and we've just become so separated. So I think something like this uh, could be a way forward. It may take us some time to get there, but I think it could be a way forward. This is Dave Troy. You should follow him on Twitter. You you said the only way to halt or reverse America's collapse is to institute national service as a norm. When you say America's collapse, what do you mean, Dave? Well, I think most of us, and, you know, I think almost everybody in America, you know, certainly at least 75% of people really value the idea of democracy and that we have some kind of a functioning government and we can actually self-govern effectively. And, um, you know, we are at, at risk of losing that right now. You know, at, people on both, both sides are becoming, you know, extremely difficult to deal with. And, uh, you know, I think the bulk of people really want to have a more functional country. So, you know, by making this a norm, I don't think that we necessarily have to say this is mandatory, but I think that if we could build a very much larger number of social relationships across these kinds of divisions that, you know, plague the country, whether that's geographic, racial, identity, uh, religion, what have you, I think that those kinds of cross-cutting social ties uh, could serve us very well in preserving and building a functional democracy that most people want. And in fact, all the political science research supports that it's these cross-cut country cut, sorry, cross-cutting social ties that make uh, a functional democracy uh, possible. Dave Troy is with us. His name came about in an interview with Daniel Stone last week. Daniel is the author of Undo Hate, and the two of them have never met. But if you follow Dave on Twitter, you get an idea of what kind of investigative journalist he is. In fact, in promoting the fact that you're going to be on with me today, you wrote a thread that is 1, 2, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, uh, 17. Well, that was the thread from last week, yeah. <laughs> okay, and you're sharing it, yes. Um, and it's really interesting, and I, I like what you're saying. I have two nephews that served in the military. I have a nephew who served in AmeriCorps. And I think both of, in both situations, their eyes were opened in a way that they would, they would have never been open at the things that they experienced during that time had they stayed in their small towns. It just wouldn't have happened. But right. at Christmas dinner, we have a 19-year-old who's going to the University of Madison, and when her father, one of those military vets, suggested that military service be mandatory, uh, Dave, all hell broke loose. <laughs> you talk about yeah. a generational yeah. warfare at the Christmas dinner table. That was it. But that's why I like your approach of you know, national volunteerism or, you know, something like AmeriCorps of giving back so that we can better understand each other. Yeah, exactly. And I think people do get sensitive to the idea of something that's mandatory and that sort of thing. And and people think, oh, well, you know, rich people are going to opt out of it and all of that. And look, you know, you you can't control everybody. Um, But I think that what we could do is to promote something like this as being healthy for society, something that the 75% of people in the, you know, in our society actually agree on and, you know, really put a lot of um, PR muscle behind it so that it's something that people are incented to do. The other thing is, you know, if you structure it economically in such a way that it actually is a pretty good deal for, say, young people to spend a gap year or two doing this sort of thing uh, at a particular time in their lives, it could just become something that is normal to do and that most people will want to do because it actually provides benefits that they can see. So I think it may take us some time to get to the point where that norm starts to become something
something that we can actually all agree on. But I think as we become more and more divided and it becomes clear that our democracy can't function, I think most people will start to turn to this as being a reasonable thing to look at. And I think it's something that a lot of political uh, support could be built up for over time. I think so, too, especially when a lot of people who get out of high school don't really know what they want to do. They're not certain what their path in college or at a university would look like. And boy, taking that gap year to do something like this, like the CCC or the WPA, my gosh, what a difference that would make in your whole thought process about the world you live in. Yeah, exactly. And you would learn skills. You know, people talk about this sort of bifurcation between going to college versus going to trade schools or whatever. I mean, going into an environment where you could learn a bunch of different skills that could span things from, like, practical, you know, hard skills like plumbing and, you know, drywall and laying roads or whatever, and also do working on stuff having to do with, like, IT, it would give you a menu of things to choose from that I think most kids at that age really, you know, just they don't fully understand what they might be interested in. And, you know, you get to meet people from diverse backgrounds and travel different places. I think it would be a fantastic experience for for most people. And Dave, what's the name of your podcast and how do people find it? Yeah, so uh, my work uh, is easy to find online at DaveTroy.com. And then my podcast is called Dave Troy Presents. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, normal podcast outlets. And um, yeah, you know, really, I look at the intersection between uh, information warfare and society and politics and how we can, uh, you know, make a functioning democracy going forward. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Lisa. It was great to be here. Dave Troy. You can follow him at Dave Troy on Twitter. Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. WGN.